Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is August 22nd, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. A lead-off segment for this episode, are funerals selfish? Um, recently uh, had a co-worker die and a relative um, die. Um, I don't think either was uh, COVID-19 related, but... Um, are funerals selfish? Um, I, I think they are. Um, because, and I, and I say they're selfish for this reason. You're the lasting image. Well, let me say this. When I die, I don't want like a traditional funeral. I don't want to be in a casket. I don't want people to see me. And I don't want that to be their lasting image of me. Like, you know, I would want to have my, you know, whatever, funeral, send off, whatever, in like a, a happy place. You know, pictures up all, all around that happy place of me looking somewhat happy. No body, no casket. Like, why do, why does it have to be a depressing thing? Like, life and death is just a part of being on this planet. And, you know, I just, I just, I've been to like, I'm trying to think. I've been to probably like two funerals, three in my life. Like, um, one was a cousin, the other one was an uncle, and, you know, with my cousin, I never looked at his, uh, body in the casket. My uncle, I never looked at his body, because I just, I just don't want that, um, and I've, I had a very um, close relative in terms of uh, heredity die uh, last year. But I, I really wasn't close with that individual. So I didn't go. But um, it's just like I, I just I, I don't and I don't know with the whole virtual thing now. I would probably just like and like in my will just do something where I just do like a, a a YouTube virtual thing and you know just email the link out to people and cuz I I just don't want I just don't want people to have that lasting image of me laying in a in a in a in a casket man I think that's just selfish you know, I, I want people to be happy when they when they think about me. That's all. 
So um, let me know what you think about that segment, man. Um, accurate arm or strong arm? Which quarterback do you prefer? Uh, well, for me, I prefer accurate. Um, and when you think, when you say accurate, I think of Jake DeLone for the for the first couple years he was in Carolina. Okay, when you say accurate arm, I think Tom Brady, I think Drew Brees, um, I think Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a combination of both. Um, I think Russell Wilson. When I when you think strong arm, I think uh, Brett Favre, Dan Marino, Michael Vick, Jeff George. Uh, not the most accurate quarterbacks. But, you know, ultimately, you know, it's it's what's inside the player that's going to make him a winner or a loser. And most of the guys I just named were winners. Uh, but I, I prefer accurate. I prefer the Drew Brees type of quarterback. Because ultimately, the more accurate you are with the football, the more success you're going to have. I mean, with the strong arm guy. You're going to make a lot of big plays here and there, but ultimately the the quarterback is going to be so arrogant with that strong arm. Brett Favre, he's going to think that he can, you know, thread a needle. He can fit the ball in the most tightest of spaces, and it, that, cost, that cost Brett Favre a lot of games because he was very arrogant with his arm, man. Instead of doing the check down throw, he and but to his credit now, he won a lot of football games doing playing that way. So it it was it was the you know it was the shootout mentality. You gonna win some, you gonna lose some, and I have to give him credit now. He went to the Hall of Fame based on that philosophy. He went he won a Super Bowl based on that philosophy. So you gotta give a man credit now. But how much more could he have won if he would have took the accurate approach? That's what you got to think about. Because I think he threw like damn near 400 interceptions for his career. I mean, I can look it up. I want to say he's right there, man. Yeah, 336 career interceptions. So he, yeah. I was close. I was close. Um, So, yeah, I prefer the accurate guy over the strong arm guy. So, um, let me know what you think about that segment. Uh, Florida State stuff. Any players not named Wilson or Terry uh can they be all Americans um Hamsa Nasruddin Amari Gaynor uh I think Janoris Robinson Joshua Kando uh Jaden Lars Woodby James Blackman I mean those guys are they're knocking at the door. It, it just. 
it just uh it just it just depends on the a lot of things man the coaching staff the motivation the philosophy the mindset of the players a lot of things have to work out for you know individual players to be great and for the team to be great but i i think uh you've got several players on this team that could um definitely you know be all americans um it's just it's, it it just depends on um the things that i've stated uh pre on previous podcasts and you know what i previously stated a second ago um you know what what is going to drive this team to want to get back to what we used to be you know that's really the question um if we can ever get back to that point i think you'll see uh florida state players back on that first team all-american list all right um so let me know what you think about that segment next segment who's top 10 first offense or defense i think it's definitely gonna be defense i I don't think the defense is gonna get to the top 10 because i think ultimately the offense is gonna struggle coming out the gate thus for thus um the defense is going to be on the field a lot and it's going to be hard for them to get into the top 10 but you've added you've added a lot of pieces on defense man i'm i'm so excited to see this defense you've added virtually another starting defensive line so now you've got a rotation you've really upgraded at linebacker you went out and got the leading interceptor in the nation um you know you've got travis J and akeem dent as as i mean on any other team they would be starters but they're gonna be your your diamond nickel guys so it's gonna be very interesting to see if this defense, it, and hell, you might get a defense that comes out and turns the ball over, gives it back to the offense. You might have a defense that can can get teams to go three and out. So maybe being on the field all the time isn't a factor because you have that rotation on the defensive line. Like I said many times, the game is won and lost at the point of attack and that's the offensive and defensive lines but to answer the question if one of these two um you know uh, offense or defense if either one of those are going to be top 10 first i think it's going to be the defense just because you have a better 
your defensive line talent is better than your offensive line talent, in my opinion. All right. So let me know what you think about that segment. Final segment for this episode. Is the Florida State fan base a fair weather fan base? And I say yes. That's why you got the long pause right there. Yes, we are. Not me. Because I've stuck with this team, this team through thick and thin. And if I had the ability financially to go to every single game, you think I wouldn't go? <laughs> I don't I don't live in Tallahassee and you know, driving to a game, getting a hotel room, buying tickets is expensive. You're talking about a thousand eight hundred to a thousand dollars per game. I, I don't have that. I wish I did. I wish I had disposable income like that. Um, so I haven't been to a game since two thousand four. It's been a while. You know. Two thousand four, man. So I think with the advent of the internet and you can see every all the games on TV now, it's just you know, it's not a real novelty thing to go to the games like that. But getting back to the question, because I got sidetracked. The fan base and the, let's just let we gotta we gotta really filter this thing out. This fan base has never it really it, the fans now have never really experienced adversity. Because from really the time Bobby Bowden got to Florida State up until he left in '09, this program was had you know so much success. Okay. And then, you know, you went through the, the bumpy road with 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 um Jimbo, but even then you not ten wins, nine wins, twelve wins, national championship, fourteen and one, ten and two, ten and three, okay, then ten and three again. So, you know, even under Jimbo this program was still winning 10 games and people were just up at arms about that. Now you're winning five or six games and, you know, people have virtually, <laughs> I mean, not virtually, people have basically, you know, walked out on this team. Not me, not me. I'm going to stay. This is my team through thick and thin, man. I stick with my teams. I stuck with the 49ers for the whole, you know, I mean, it seemed like we were never going to be good again. Um, But we, we made it back. We've been to two Super Bowls in the last, what, six years. So, two losses, by the way. So um this this fan base has turned into a fair weather fan base. They only come out when you're winning. 
it's not good that's not a good look um we have to do better um and you know we'll see because i i'm predicting that if Mike Norvell has success and the pandemic goes away. You will see fans come back in in hordes. Um, but we'll see, man. <clears throat> That's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. Please wear a mask. Please social distance. Please wash your hands. Please do your research on flu and respiratory viruses. Please do your research on vitamins. And as always, go nose.